What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, me, this guy. Your local tech support. I'm here to fix your computer. I've been fin- I spent my entire first day of this holiday fixing computers, dog. Fixing computers. I got I got drivers <laughs> over here. I got I got like half a computer on the ground over here. I am fixing machines, and I'm ready to I'm ready to I'm ready for some content, dog. Jason Smith. I could use a drink. I could use a drink too. By the way, I, I'm not the biggest drinker, though. You know, I do love Dan, and I do love his podcast very much. And uh, I got to tell you, he always recommends good stuff. He taught me the difference on scotch. I mean, this is. And by the way, we're getting into the the fine print of the holidays now. So really, knowing what you're getting and buying and drinking important. It is. It's really important, and um, also. Um, normally this time, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, Reno Jason would come out, he'd come home, he'd go out with his friends. He'd have a lot of drinks that he shouldn't have. He'd make some re- decisions he regretted, but we're, luckily he doesn't live there. So he doesn't have to answer any of those questions. <laughs> it's true. If you go back to your hometown and commit a crime on, um, because you're reminiscing with your old friends, like, and we're talking simple crimes, tearing down a stop sign, uh, breaking into a Seven Eleven. You know, um, maybe stealing like one of those Clydesdale horses that they put out in front of a, uh, a, re- a grocery store and putting it on the roof of your old high school. Those kind of crimes, victimless crimes. Um, if you're back home and doing that kind of stuff, it's completely okay <laughs> you, to, uh, you, to just leave town. And, uh, and, and it's just the way it works. Um, By the way, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. And and what are we, Jason? What? Oh, <laughs> what are we? Tell, tell everybody we are, what we, we are. are. Drunk is who we are. We are the show. <laughs> Who, uh, who who lots, loves content, watches, does the content, and wants to share the things we love with you. Yep, and we'll tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream, and where to stream it. So, Cliff Dorfman, yes. what are you stream drinking today? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, I, Dun, Dun, Mr. Dunn is going to laugh at me. I, I like to, I like this little, this little thing called Angry Orchid. Oh, Rosé. Are you drinking ciders? Let me tell you something. I am. And I'll tell you why. Because the first thing I ever drank when I was a kid was um, was Boone's Farm. Apple. Right. Apple flavored Boone's Farm. You're a child that wanted to have sexual intercourse with a girl your own age. And that's what you did. Yes. You got the Boone's Farm and you brought it over. Don't um, know me. <laughs> you're you and every other man. The Strawberry Hill, dog. Strawberry Hill. Yep. By the way, I, I, I oh, Dan is great. I know Matthew Griffin. I'm not going to argue with you on that. And everyone in stereo again, who's listening. So we're simulcasting to our live stuck at homies. We're simulcasting on the at stereo app. Every, all our at stereo homies. I just want to say, you know, Jason said it earlier, but if you're just coming on now, we can't uh, do any messages for the first half of our show. We're going to just do the talk. We're going to have the guest do some news. And then towards the second half, we're going to open it up. Yeah, just because everybody can't hear. We're trying to figure out the best way to do this. Eventually, I'll have it down so we can do both at the same time. But we're learning. We are. And uh, so, so wait, are you watching anything interesting? Tell me. Um, I Let's see. Well, I told you about the thing I was watching last. Um, no, not really. I mean, I watched some Christmas stuff the other day. I, I, I did a little Christmassy watch. And um, me and mm. my daughter watched an, a movie. I got to remember what we watched. Okay, well, while you're thinking about it, I'll tell you what I watched, which I absolutely really loved was uh, The Rhythm Section with Blake Lively and Jude Law. Okay. And it's based on a book. Barbara Broccoli produced it, who does all the Bond. And uh, this is, go ahead, do you think? This is such a good movie. And I, I never even heard about it. I guess it came out during the pandemic for uh, or something because it's a 2020 date. And, you know, again, you know what a fan I am. Uh, anytime we have an American actor 
with an accent, you know, who's playing British. And Blake right. Lively kills it. Jude Law already is British, so, you know, I mean, it's easy for him. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's really good. I have to say, it's really good. It's about a, uh, a woman who, uh, you know, a young girl loses her family in a plane crash. And, uh, you know, she was supposed to be on the plane and wasn't. Her life goes down a spiral until she finds out that the plane was actually bombed and she's thrust into this world of international espionage. Wow. How about that? Did I get, good at, did yeah, I get was... good at describing? Yeah, you got good. That was good. That was good. You corrected me and I was like, okay, I got to, I got to just always, just it's always one of those things where you give me all that. Like if you know the show, you're really good. You're like, Hey, and then was this happened? You're like, when I, you're asked like, when I asked like a younger child, not even my daughter, but like a seven-year-old, like how was Spider-Man? And they're like, and then the webs came down and there was this green guy and the building that was mean, but, he, but then he got webbed and then he was nice. Cause he was sad. And then the end. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks. So I'm a child is what you're saying. That's basically I'm the child in this scenario. So without any further ado, then we should get into our guest. Right. So Dan Dunn is our dear friend. He looks exactly like a better looking Colin Farrell. He is the man when it comes to what to drink, how to drink it, where to drink it, where it's from. There is I mean, this guy could do shows upon shows. Oh, wait, he does, doesn't he, Jason? Yes, he does. What we're drinking with Dan Dunn. He's also featured on the Adam Carolla show. He's so handsome. He gets to only talk to other handsomes. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's in that uh, John Ham club. Yeah, exactly. The good looking man club. They're like, oh, no, no, no. Come right up to the front of the line. <laughs> so without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dan Dunn. What up, guys? What's up, Dan? How are Welcome. you? Welcome back. You. Thanks for having me on again. My schedule's surprisingly clear these days um <laughs> so i was able to fit you in today you guys doing tomorrow can i come on again yes please <laughs> we have a lot of open time my yeah i you know i was gonna um be done for the year i have a show going up tomorrow and then i was gonna take off for the year and then um i'll drop a little name here i got a text from from steven soderbergh i was just day. gonna ask you he just my favorite movie now is let them all talk i can't yeah he twice. just did that so i'm friends with Steven. He's been on my show a few times and he, his Singani 63, which is his spirits brand. It's a brandy basically from Bolivia. He, they just launched a new site direct to consumer uh, sales. And he texted me and said, Hey, I want to come on the show and promote it, which is funny. Like, you know, Steven Soderbergh is one of my favorite directs. Like he's texting me, can I come to your show? So I said, okay, when you want to do it? He said, how about, uh, we'll record it on Christmas Eve. Uh, the last thing I want to do is work on it. And I'm like, of course. I would have said the same thing, right? Yeah. Christmas Eve, Hanukkah, but whatever I, you want. But, but the funny thing is, then I thought about it. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing anyway? I'm not doing anything. I'm going to sit here, yeah. Uh, what am I going to, you know, I'd be beat off, I guess, that day. But that'll only take like 20 minutes. And then talk to Steven Soderbergh. That's long. Maybe I'll beat off while I'm talking to Steven Soderbergh. Oh, by the way, then you're Louis C.K. reversed. That's right. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't beat off. By the way, I don't um, think, I didn't know Steven was such a connoisseur. I know from the last show that he is one, but I didn't know he was such a connoisseur that he's actually bought and gotten involved with a uh, brandy, you said? It's, yeah, it's Pisco, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it falls under the category. Well, he's, he's actually been working. So I'll give you the very brief history of it. He, made that movie Che Guevara, you know, uh, years ago. And while working on the movie, the casting director was from Bolivia. Che was from Bolivia as well, you know, uh, and they shot a lot down there. So they had a party actually in Barcelona, Spain. 
And the casting director brought a bottle of Singani. It's S-I-N-G-A-N-I. Singani is the name of the spirit, just like brandy, vodka, it's Singani. Mm -hmm. It is the national spirit of Bolivia. And Stephen fell in love with it. And he said, I I gotta, I want to do something with this. So he went down to a distillery down there and he met with them. And and that began this decade-long odyssey of his brand is called Singani 63. Mm-hmm. And I, I became aware of it a couple of years ago. There's a competition called the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. You know, when you go buy alcohol and you'll see that it'll say double gold winner. It's you know yes. you'll see the, that's what that is. It's probably yeah, that, the most prestigious. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's one of the most prestigious uh, competition. And I'm a judge there. So, but I this year oh, you I was are? I was so on, when yeah. I buy something that which I've done before because that is on the label because I'll try it if it's on the label that means you help judge that. Yeah, and it's blind. It's all it's all blind it. tasting. Uh, but anyway, Stephen and I were on a panel up there. We did a present, and so that's I met him, and then and then became friends. But he's been working with the TTB, which is the uh, you know with handles all the liquor in the United States, the, the regulatory commission, to try to get Singani des- its own designation as a spirits category in the United States. So oh wait, it's not. It's, it's not. They they still categorize it as brandy. He wants to get it categorized as Singani. And there is a difference, right, Dan? Yeah, I mean, it's if you had Pisco, it's a clear spirit. It's made from grapes. I mean, it's good. It's it's very mixable. I, I like Singani a lot. It's a, it works in a ton of cocktails. Uh, and and again, it's a cool story. It's got a nice uh, uh, history to it, and the bottle looks good on the bar, which has become important to me now because I can't go out so. <laughs> Try to make my home bar look cool. You know, you got this brand here. I got the Dan Aykroyd skull up here and I got this here. And so, yeah, but uh, but a thing like San Francisco, yeah, how that works is we get, you know, the, there's like four, it's all the big, biggest names in the spirits world, like bartenders and brand ambassadors and stuff. And a lot of James Beard winners and then me. But uh <laughs> It's like Sesame Street. You know, one of these kids does not belong. That's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of them is not like the other. Uh, so, Go on. So, for, for instance, you know, if you're getting a whiskey, so we'll, we get very minimal information. I mean, like, this is a bourbon uh, aged between, uh, you know, five and 10 years. Mm-hmm. These, the, these particular bourbons. And then we, we, we get a whole bunch of them. We taste them. We write our notes down and they get, you know, they get bronze, silver, gold double gold and then so when you see it on the label if they win how they make money is they charge the brands to be able to use that in their marketing so if you if you go into the liquor store and you see a bottle and if that bottle has double gold on it you can know that it was judged by you know the the creme de la creme of the spirits world and me I was gonna I was I figured you'd go with the joke so I let you have it but today (laughs) I'm today I'm drinking Look at this. It's it's water. Liquid li- death. Liquid death. Ooh. Just, it looks like a 40, but it's a it, can of water. It's, is, it any, is it good? <laughs> it's, it's mountain water. It's just water. <laughs> they sent it to me, and I was like, it's strange, because a 12-pack of this stuff is like 16 bucks, right, for these. Okay. And they sent it to me, and I've had a really weird – I've come around on it. When I first got it, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like it's water. Yeah. You know, I'm like, who, who's going to pay $16? You know, it's, it's like a, it's like a buck 50 
But then you pay that in store for Dasani, right? So I guess it makes sense. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, I kind of like, it looks cool. It, does. it looks like you're I'm drinking. Not gonna lie. It so looks if cool. you go, if you go out, here it is, I'm holding it up. If you go out, like I was on the golf course the other day and I had liquid death. Oh dude, you're hitting it, man. We were playing like eight in the morning. Like, hitting it already. I'm like, that's me. It's fucking water, but they think it's beer. You know, they're like, all right. Yeah, right. yeah sure. I'm hitting it. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me ask you a question though. It's a little bit of a digression, but you brought up expensive water. First of all, I just heard about a water that's 150 something a bottle and it's melted from the polar caps. Oh, is that called dumb fuck water? Yes. You've they named it after it. the bullet buy it. Yeah. You've heard of it. Okay. I will say this. I, yeah. uh, drop another name. <laughs> my first guest on my previous podcast on Starburns, which was, um, uh, what the hell was the name of the show? Oh, uh, Drinky Fun Time. That was my previous <laughs> show. And the first guest we had on that show was Anthony Bourdain. Oh, and I went down and met with him down in downtown LA. And we were talking about, uh, he did it. Uh, if you watch the show, do you remember when he went down to the Antarctica? It went to Antarctica. Mm -hmm. He went to that base down there. Yeah. So he told me a story. They were there and they busted out some really good scotch. And one of the scientists said, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And he comes back with a bowl of ice. And he said, here, this ice was like blue ice. And he said, that ice is thousands of years predates even the idea of whiskey. He said, this ice that you're putting in the whiskey is probably four to 5,000 years old. Bourdain's like, put it in, drag it. You know, it's, it's pretty incredible. You know, so oh, stuff like that, I think, you know, I'd pay for that. I would pay I would too. I would pay for a 4,000 year old ice cube. I would pay a hundred dollars for that. Okay. But let me ask you this, Dan, why is there, and I can't think of the name of the brand now. I think I've blocked it out. A, there's a ginger ale that's like 20 something dollars or, or more for a six pack. Do you know what I'm talking about or why better, better yet? Why? Fever tree. I think it is fever tree. Yes. Four packs. Yeah. Uh, they're not that expensive. I mean, they're, yeah, it's like 15 bucks. Yeah. Okay. In Ralph's it was like 18 bucks and it's in the, you know, the cocktail section. Yeah, this is what I tell everybody about mixers. You, if you're making a drink, generally the mixer, so let's say you made a bourbon and ginger ale, 70% mm -hmm. of that drink is the is the ginger ale, okay? Unless you're, unless you're me and you, it's all alcohol. No, um, so you can buy, you can have the best alcohol in the world. You put it in with a shitty mixer, you're going to get a shitty drink. So- what I like Fever Tree. I'm a fan of Fever Tree, but I'm also in a position where because of what I do, they send it to me, you know? So if right. I had to go pay for it, you know, I think Schweppes is a good ginger ale. I, I just... It doesn't compare though. I'm saying like I, to put Schweppes or Canada Dry into a beautiful scotch or... Uh, like, well, I wouldn't put it... I, I don't I don't sorry. like scotch and ginger. I bourbon. I do like a bourbon and ginger ale. Uh, right. But... I'm, I'm all about the mixer. Now that, you know, that would be more in the soda category, but I'm talking about, so for instance, like a tonic, okay. like I will drink fever tree tonic or Q tonic, any of those higher end brands of tonic, you can go buy a cheap bottle of tonic. And if you're just having people over on a Saturday afternoon, then just do that. Right. But right. if you want a really well-made cocktail, a gin and tonic, and you're spending money on, you go out and you buy a nice bottle of Plymouth gin or a bottle of Forge gin or beef eater you buy a nice gin sip smith i mean there's so many then why why would you then ruin it by putting in a cheap mixer that's going to overpower the drink and make it taste bad so you know you got to find your price point that you're comfortable with but 
I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. You just crystallized it. You yeah. crystallized it for me because all you know. The interesting thing for me is I, I think about it also because I drink ginger ale. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy a four pack of ginger ale, but for the cocktail specifically is what that is made for, and you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Absolutely, I wouldn't drink. I I wouldn't buy Fever Tree to just drink on its own. I I get you know the stuff from Whole Foods, or I'll just get Canada Dried because right. I drink ginger ale as well. Yeah, I wouldn't drink. First of all, the Fever Tree ginger ale is intense. Mm. It's stronger. Like if you the ginger flavor because it's it's designed to be able to hold its own against alcohol. So drinking it on its own, I think would not be as pleasant. I mean, it's good, but it's not it's not as good as a can of Canada Dry. You know, or which is great. Or something. Yeah, you know, that's that's what I do yeah. for my ginger. Ginger ale is great for the hangover. Oh, yeah. the best, which, honestly. I, and my stomach in general. Right now. <laughs> right now, you have a hangover? What'd you drink yeah, last night? Yeah, I, 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 I watched football, mm-hmm. and what I have not really been hungover. I don't, haven't really, I drink regularly during quarantine, but not a lot. Like not when I would go out to the bars and you're fired up and you're hey, you want another round? Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't happen. But yesterday I was watching foot, the Eagles. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan and I was watching the game and of course they lost. And, and then I just kept going. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, let me, let me see. What can I do now? Let me call my ex-girlfriend. I bet she'd like to hear from me. Did you end up doing that? Oh yeah. <laughs> We've been let saying, me call what her. Drink. What'd you drink? Call her and get into a heart to heart with her. That sounds. I'll like show her why we should still be together. Yeah, this is the best example I can give. Oh my god! Then I wake up today and I'm like, oh, fuck. Was, you know what that. did I say? And I did say <laughs> I I did end up revealing something that I shouldn't have. And you know, and I'm like, oh. Well, he just tell us now what it is. Then there's no power on it. <laughs> Damn you, alcohol! <laughs> and I woke up. I woke up this morning and and I was like. What's that noise? And I hear I have a, a vinyl record player, and I put skipping? on a record. I put on a record and just left it. And my thing doesn't automatically go back; it just goes to the ends. Of... Yeah, it was that's real what loud. we would do in a TV show or a movie. I'd have the camera on that, like to show the end of yeah. a long night. It's like yeah. that's why there's cliches, people. Well, that's that's me. I am a cliche, and <laughs> well, no, I... because it just happens, then it becomes a cliche. Yeah. You are not a cliche, Dan. I want to jump back for a second. The Soderbergh thing, right? You're going to record it on Christmas Eve, which you know, I can't think of a personal better way to spend Christmas Eve. That being said, when do you think you're going to drop it? It's going to be the first episode of the new year, I think. So it, I don't know if you feel this way. It's it's crazy because everybody has a podcast now, you know, everybody, especially COVID was the pandemic that launched a million podcasts, you know? Yes. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you just, who was I just talking? I just, Oh, a friend dropped off a bottle of Singani. Uh, Soderbergh's guy just dropped off a bottle cause he wanted me to have it for the interview. Yeah. And I mentioned in the context of talking about something else, I mentioned the actor, Justin Long, you know, we talk about him all the time on here. I'll and, tell you what we say after go. And he said, Oh yeah, I listened to his podcast. I said, Justin Long has a fucking podcast? Who doesn't have a podcast? You know, like it's so anyway, I but I don't know if you fall into this trap, but I'm afraid to take a break. Cause I'm afraid if I take a break, because like I'm sure you do this, because we all do this. Anybody that has a, a, even a mildly successful podcast, like I'm on chartable looking at the charts, going, All right, like tomorrow a new Donna. episode will, will drop and I'll go, Oh, I'm 20. I'm number 20 on the food and drink charts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
But if I take a week off, you're way, you're out. Right. And, and yeah. I, my feeling is like, even next week, I was like, I should take a break next week. It's the week between Christmas and new year's. Nobody cares. Just take a week off. Yeah. Nobody Just cares. Don't we'll forget about it. Not you. But then you're I'm too big, yeah. but it happens. I'm like, you're right. I know if I take a week off, it could all come crashing down. I it's think all the same over. thing, by the way. I think I pushed Jason so much more to do. Like, I'm like, we're doing a show this week, right? Like, we're doing a yeah. show this week, right? Because I'm so, I'm with you. I'm like, I never want to stop because the second I stop, someone's creeping if, uh, while I'm sleeping. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I listen to Howard Stern, and that's a radio show, not a podcast. But, you know, he, he's, the other day, he's like, all right, this is our last show of the year. We'll be back second week in January. It's a month, right? I'm like, motherfucker. You yeah. get to take a month off? Yeah, when you're the no, king. like even today. So I, when I'm done with you, I have right. to record the wraparound stuff for tomorrow's episode. And then I edit it, even though I have a producer that would do it for me. I'm During COVID, I got started doing it myself. And now I'm so crazy. So if you what listen you to- you and Jason are so close, by the way. Yeah. You both if you listen stop. to my podcast, if you listen to my podcast- You'll go, man, that guy's smooth, right? I there's what I'll do. If I, I'll go, oh, that pause, I paused an eighth of a second too long. So let me go take that out and move it in a little bit. Just move that over. If I say, uh, even the guests, you know, people that have verbal tics will go, uh, 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 like, like, I'll take that out. I make the guest sound, but I've got, I go, right. oh, I know he doesn't want to keep. And then a friend of mine said, you shouldn't do that. You should let them, you should leave the guests talk the way they talk because they might get offended if they go listen to it and they hear it and they're like, that's not, you know, so I kind of stopped doing that, which now makes me look like even better because when you listen, it's like, damn, this guy's smooth. He is smooth, but it's because I'm nuts. And so the thought of letting somebody else edit it now, right. Which is going to have to happen at some point. Cause I'm getting yeah, too you busy. Say that, but you won't let someone, but I'll have to sit down with him and go, listen, here's what I need. Right. And if, then they'll if, do it and then you'll still re-edit it. I'll go like this. I'll go, okay, ready? That pause right there, too long. Okay. So, because people might think the show's over. So, I don't want any pause longer than 1.5 seconds. And then they'll forget about you. So, yeah, next week, I, I, so now I'm going, all right, well, maybe I'll do a best of, and nobody likes best. And I even know that nobody, I don't listen to best. If I see a podcast as best of the year, I fucking don't listen to it. But, but I'm like, there. well, but it's there. It goes into their thing. It go, Anybody that downloads your podcast, it goes into their queue. So, it, kind of counts so i'm right. like yeah it's in their feet and by the way do why it. do you think bands the biggest bands in the world they always did either the live album or the greatest hits album because that was the one like don't forget about us but we're taking a break keep it going i can't yeah it's hard to imagine taking a break even today i i interviewed this band an acapella group uh with two of the guys called straight no chaser and they're great, by the way. If you're looking to listen to some fun holiday music, look mm -hmm. up Straight No Chaser. They do a great version of 12 Days of Christmas. It's very funny. They mix in Africa by Toto. And Ooh. you know, and they're great. It's an acapella band. So I interviewed those guys. And it was, it was a good interview, probably a half hour. I was just thinking about what I need to do today. And I'm like, I'm going to mail it in. I'm going to come on and I'm going to go, guys, it's almost Christmas. Go buy some liquid death. Here's the product recommendation for the week. It's a can of fucking water. Uh, and here's the interview and I'll see you in January. And then I went, no, I can't do that. No. Right. So instead what I did is I sat down and I wrote a poem based on the night before Christmas, but about drinking. And that was an hour. I'm sitting there writing this poem going, all right, I'll do this poem. And then I better mention all these products. And then I better come back. And, and now that now I'm going to be in sitting in this front of this computer for all night tonight. By the way, that's a really smart idea, Dan. The poems. I like that. That's really good. Teaser. I'll give you a little teaser. Yeah, please. I was just going to ask for one. 
Well, I, and that's on my other computer now. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house were family and friends getting quite soused. And there you go. And it goes See, like that. And it goes like and that. that. And it goes like that. At some point, somebody's got a lampshade on their head. There's a, <laughs> there's a bong in there. But you're also getting the products in. I do. You might work them in because here's a smart move. There's another move I learned. Every time I mention a brand on the show, I send them a notice that said they're mentioned and then they put it on their social media. Boom. Look at that. The magic of marketing. Uh, yeah. So I just routinely mention in the middle of conversation, I'll say, hey, by the way, have you had the new Bacardi cooler? <laughs> hey, Soder. Hey, Steven. While you were... Uh, well, you were making that movie on the boat. What kind of gin were you drinking? Have you had it? Was a ship? It was yeah. a ship, Dan? So I was with Stephen right before he went to do this. Right, we tell were in me, New tell York. Tell me anything, please. Go. We were in the, this place called the Brandy Library in New York, and this was a week before he was leaving. And he told me all about what he was going to do. He's like, "We're going on this ship. It's a real cruise." Oh. So if you saw the movie, that was a no, real. It's cruise. a crossing, Dan. It's a crossing. Crossing, yeah. <laughs> it was a crossing. That's right. right. And so they said, so it was an eight-day crossing. Right. And he shot the whole movie on the Queen Mary 2 while I, it was crossing. While it was crossing. And they in exchange for the publicity, they gave they gave the production 50 rooms or something like that. And they, everybody was free. And that was the that was in exchange for the publicity. But I said to him, I, I said, what if what if you hit weather or he said, well, we'll just have to work it into the movie. And they didn't. It was you, you saw the movie. It was beautiful. But, yeah, he shot the whole thing basically on a handheld uh, over over the course of eight days, traveling from New York to London. So the whole thing was eight days of shooting, and then three days, three days of shooting, not when on they the got, boat. Yeah, yeah, when they got when there, they arrived though. there, and uh, yeah, and he did it, and now it's out. And eleven I, days he shot that in. I mean, I have to tell you this, and and please pass this on. It is a masterpiece. I, yeah. I can't even. The first time I watched it, I didn't know it was Soderbergh. I just was watching it, and I was like, oh, this is these floating, the floating camera in between the thoughts and it would just, it would dwell so long on the wall, you know, just moving a little. I'm like, who is this person? They're just genius. And then of course at the end, it's like Soderbergh and I'm like, okay, this is the best thing I've, and, and he's made so many great films and this is one of his best. I would put this up there in his top three. Yeah, really I thought it was, I, thought, I mean, the acting was oh. obviously Meryl Streep, phenomenal and, and the whole cast, Diane Weist and Candace Bergen was great and, I can't remember the kid's name, but he was great. I thought it was Meryl Streep's son the whole time. He was so good. I thought they were genetically no, related. He was in. No, I know. He, Jason corrected me. Yeah, what? He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, and then the 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 woman that played the agent was really Gemma good. Chan. Gemma Chan. She's great. Fantastic. And you know, uh, Stephen just wrapped. So I guess he just shot a movie in Detroit with Benicio Del Toro and Don Cheadle. Did, did, did they give him Detroit for free because of the publicity? <laughs> I, I just, I know that he's here. He lives in New York normally, but I, I, by the way, I should not be giving him. Here's his address. Uh, yeah, here's what's his, his phone, phone number? number. I, you know, I, I know that. he's in LA because he's doing post on this new movie, so, but he's, he's put a lot of work into this Singani. He's walking the walk on that. He's not, he didn't, he is. Yeah, it's not a celebrity thing where it's like, I'll put my name on it. passionate about that world. If you go on YouTube, he does a lot of videos with bartenders and he interviews them. And uh, he did a thing with me on, uh, I work with Flaviar, you know, the, uh, mm -hmm. the drinks uh, quarterly membership. And Steven came on. We did an hour long live stream together to promote the, he's, he's way into it. He just, you know, and that's great to see because there's naturally pushback, I think 
when a celebrity gets involved, especially in the bartending spirits world, they go, Oh, what's this? Yeah. You really gotta, you really gotta do the work to be accepted. You know, I, I just had Dan Aykroyd on the show recently and Dan, that's another guy. Like he yeah. is as passionate about that vodka as he is making movies, making right. TV. And uh, same thing with, well, I had Pitbull was on recently. So mm -hmm. he's working with a, a tequila brand called Espanita and he's, doing it too man he's he's out there he's, he's going to if it wasn't for covid he'd be going to cocktail festivals and things like that but uh you want to hear something interesting yes. I, I i heard post malone and his manager Dre london went to uh mexico to the original um i don't know what you call what do you call the person who makes tequila it's not a brewer is it you this tell me distiller the original distiller the father and son of 1942 who left and uh they went to go see if they can make their tequila his mix now wow yeah i know he's got i know my my friend brad jaffe is a spirits journalist writes for usa today forbes but he interviewed post malone about his uh his brand i haven't been able to get him i got usually he's got it's a, but he's got a rosé or something right He's got a wine, yeah. Well, wine, yeah, but this is now the new thing. Now he's uh, going to do tequila. Yeah, oh, I tasted it. I don't know if he's doing it. I tasted this tequila, uh, bless his soul, from Dre, London, and it was like, the it was as good or better than 42. I mean, there's some good tequila. I mean, I like Pitbull. I mean, look, I like Casamigos. I think it's a good tequila. It's Clooney's uh You do? Thing. You like it? Everyone seems to like it. I, it doesn't register with me for some reason. It's, it's got some kind of weird after thing going on. I like it. It's not my, you know, my, probably my go-to tequila is a brand called Fortaleza, F-O-R-T-A-L-E-Z-A. I love Fortaleza. I love tequila Ocho. Wait, Reposado? I, like, what do you, uh, um, I, yeah, I, I, either, either Blanco or Reposado. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of uh, aged. I don't really like Añejo tequila. I, not that I don't dislike it, but at that point, the wood influence. So an Añejo tequila has to spend at least three years or excuse me, uh, up to three. So a Blanco or a Plata silver is basically no aging, but by law, they can put it in the barrel for two months or under. Two months to a year is Reposado, which means rested. And then over a year is Añejo. And then three years, you get into the extra Añejo. Mm -hmm. I, when you get up there, I I just feel like the wood, I like wood influence on, on uh, whiskey. Ah. Yeah, on bourbon and... And any any whiskey, you know, scotch is a category of, of whiskey. Um, but on tequila, I really like the agave flavor. So the the more wood you put on it, the more it covers up the agave flavor. So a reposado to me is, you know, most reposados, they can spend up to a year, but most of them probably go the six, seven months. That's the sweet spot. So mm -hmm. the, the Fortaleza reposado, the tequila ocho reposado, it, boy, man, that stuff's great, you know. And but, the Reposado, Dan, let me ask you, I always get confused about this. If we're going in a, in a price thing, Blanco is lowest, Reposado, and then Añejo? Generally, yeah. Right. Although, okay. you know, a lot of times you'll, you'll find a Reposado similarly priced. I think Fortaleza, for instance, I think their Reposado is $10 more than the, than the Blanco. Um, and you like but, it better than Don Julio? I like Don Julio, but yeah, no, it would, it's not a... Uh, I, I like, I, I think I would go with Patron mm -hmm. over, I, you know, but again, part of that with me is, and I think it's this way with most people, you, you hear it more about wine it being an experiential thing. So I connect people and stories that I've met to the brands. So mm. I've been to Patron 
and I spent time I, I, with those guys. I know that I know the master distiller. I knew uh, uh, John Paul Jurio, the guy you know uh, who founded the brand. Right. John Paul Mitchell. That's it, the, the same guy. Uh, so yeah, wait, no, it's not. You know the hair care products. That same it's guy. The same found, guy founded Patron. Yeah, dude, I thought you were making a joke. You're serious, yeah. John Paul Mitchell. Well, his name is his name is Dejurio. I think his last name is. Yeah. It's fascinating. But the brand is the hair products are called John John, John Paul Mitchell, right? Isn't that what or it's called? Paul Sebastian Mitchell? Something like whatever it is. He, you feel like but one of those big hairlines is also the tequila guy, Patron. He he Christ. founded Patron and he sold Patron two years ago to Bacardi for wait for it, three billion dollars. Three billion dollars. Everybody <laughs> talks about Clooney getting a billion. Fuck that. Patron Can you got get a three. billion for Casamigos? For Casamigos. Patron got three billion. I mean, Patron's a huge brand. So a lot of times I make the connections in my mind. Like I know Guillermo Salza, the guy who makes Fortaleza, and he's a badass. Like he strikes me as kind of the, the real most interesting man in the world. And so I know his story and I know how he makes the tequila. And so that it, everything that goes into it, I factor in as well. So when people ask me, what's your favorite wine? I, you know, like picking a favorite kid but what i will say is you know the bottle of wine you remember you can get a great bottle of wine anywhere sit home drink it whatever but the bottles you remember are when you're with a great group of people or maybe you went to a back when we could go do things mm -hmm. you know maybe you went to the hollywood bowl and you, you you brought a great bottle of wine you're with some friends you saw a show there whatever it is that influences for me the way I enjoy it, the way I remember. So you might say uh, there might be a wine that's technically better mm -hmm. than that one, but the, this wine's going to, this is the wine I'm going to buy because it holds a special place. Like for me, when I wrote American Wino, my, my last book, I, I drove all over the United States visiting wineries. So there are wines that I had in Virginia or Arizona that you might have. And eh, I don't know if I love it, but I love it right. because I remember sitting on the deck in Arizona, you know, I'm sitting in Arizona with Maynard James Keenan drinking his wine and going, this is fucking the best, man. And and his wine really is good. Are you talking but, about Maynard from Tool? Yeah, he's a he has wine, yeah. He has two uh, Caduceus Cellars and Merkin Vineyards. Now he's getting into he's, comic books. This guy won't stop. He's out of, he's based in, uh, in the Sedona area of, of uh, Arizona and he makes wine. He put Arizona wines on the maps and he, on the map and he makes He's the winemaker. He makes great wine. Well, you know what? That doesn't surprise me. He engineers his albums. Like he's a real. I met him once. He lived above Toy. You know, like uh, or above that uh, the Thai place uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. He had a loft. It was like, and he yeah. was already at the top of his game. And it's like, you know, this guy is so interesting. So I'm not surprised. It's it's great, right? Yeah, I mean, I've known Maynard a long time. We I wrote about him, man. 10 years ago, I, when I was writing for Playboy, maybe even longer, I was writing for Playboy magazine and I did a piece on him about his wine. And then, you know, it was like we we kept loosely in touch. Mm -hmm. And then when I was going to write Wino, the book, I drove around the US and I knew Arizona was going to be one of the last stops. And I I hit him up and I, I told him what I was doing. And I said, hey, I'd love to meet with you when I come through. And he said, well, where are you staying? I said, I don't, I don't know yet. And he said, well, stay on, stay on the winery. Stay in my house. I got a house. They own one of the, you know, stay there. I was like, oh, okay, wow. sure. Stayed there. And then, and I've since gone back. I, you know, I go, I was actually going to go see Maynard in the fall. Mm -hmm. I was going to wow. go for the harvest. I was like, I'm going to, can I come out and work harvest with you? 
but it because COVID was really bad in Arizona then at the time, he he was not feeling good about it. He said, I I don't want to put you in that position. He said, right. you know, we're trying to be as safe as we can, but you know, there's a lot of people out there picking and then just I don't need you coming here and fucking dying. <laughs> so I said, because I I so want to do that, man. I want to go work a harvest. Well, now I kind of do too. Yeah, I want to get I never in the field. About it. I want to get in the field and pick the grapes and I want to crush and I want to do all that stuff. It just, I will do it. And hopefully next year, you know, if it, if we get, no, you will do it next year. Get out of this crap. All right, Dan. So I got two things for you because I know we're running short on time now. So, so two, two quick things. First thing I'm going to say is, do you mind if I, you know, I'm a cigar connoisseur, Cuban cigars. So do you mind if I make a, um, a recommendation to pair the, uh, Mr. Soderbergh's, I don't want to say brandy. What what do we call it? Chingay? Singani. See, I can't remember. Singani. Singani. Right? What's it called? His his uh Singani. His is called Singani '63 because that's the year he was born. '63. Beautiful. So, so it's a pair of Singani '63 with a. Uh, I'm thinking a uh, a Bolivar Bellicosa. All right, let me write. Bolivar Bellicosa is Cuban, and it's a medium bodied uh, sort of uh, short pyramid. Bolivar. How do yeah. I spell that? B O L I V A R. Bolivar. Okay. And the uh, Bellicosa. Okay. And it would go, first of all, uh, he's a fantastic, a strong general, even a, a stronger cigar. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's a South American general. And it would, I, I just have a feeling it would just pair perfectly. So let okay. me know on, on a future one if I'm, you know, if that ever happens or if I'm right. I'm going to try it personally once it's out. I used to... I used to write for a site called Cigar World, which was oh. owned by General Cigar, you know, the company. Yeah. So I did a couple of press trips. I've gone down to the Dominican Republic a few times. So I've been to the Cohiba. Like they're, they have a General right. Cigar is a huge factory there. So they make Macanudo, mm-hmm. Cohiba, La Gloria Cubana. Oh, La Gloria Cubana was Cubana. in Miami, actually. Yep. Met that well, guy. Was? I have an old fashioned cigar press signed by the guy from like, like an old one, like oh, 60 really years dope. old. Yeah, it's somewhere in the house. Yeah, I kind of got into I have a couple of humidors. I haven't been smoking cigars lately. I just feel like I want to. Now I want one. Well, one time, well, I got one for you at least. If you want one in the interim, I'll bring it to Jason and give it to you. And uh, you smoke it, we'll, and then we'll talk about it. So last thing I want to ask you before I have to let you go is this. What cocktail will you recommend for all our stuck at homies for the Christmas season? Well, I, I was just on Corolla mm-hmm. last week, and I did a holiday cocktail thing. So this is what I'll, I'll cheat here. There is a great Pan Dammit Martini. I reached out to my friend, Dale DeGroff. Dale is the most famous bartender in America. He's sort of the guy credited with bringing back the whole craft cocktail resurgence. He used to be at the Rainbow Room in New York in the 80s. Dale made this. It's a a martini. Uh, We made it with uh, gin and then two different types of vermouth, a a martini and a a martini uh, vermouth and ambrado, it's called, Mm -hmm. and dolan vermouth. And I can't remember the gin, but do this. Go to wwd underscore podcast that's my instagram for the podcast mm-hmm. and all of those recipes the cocktail recipes that i did on the corolla show are there with specific instructions so there's an eggnog recipe there's nice. a rum there's a rum drink with ginger there's a uh, tequila soda you ask yourself why is yeah. how is the tequila soda holiday drink you have to put it in a holiday mug that's the key <laughs> Right. So for us tequila drinkers, we still have it's an like, excuse. It's like Holiday Christmas in Cabo. It's like Christmas in Cabo. You just put it in a, I put it in a little children's uh, Santa Claus mug, <laughs> which has the added benefit of, you know, they, they don't know. I don't think you're drinking. You walk around the streets with that and people are like, oh, you really weirdos, can. weirdos drinking out of a 
child's Christmas mug. Right, that's the worst you get. Either way, you're not getting a ticket. Little do they know that by the end of that night, I'll be calling my girlfriend. (laughs) What did you tell your girlfriend last night? It's my (laughs) ex-girlfriend. For good reason. I I wanted to remind her why we're not together anymore. What did I say? I, I think it was, you know, it's COVID. It's the holidays. I think I was like, I miss you. I don't oh, know why no. she moved. She moved to New York. Like that's how she's far in, away she she's has on, to go. She, that's how badly she wanted to get the fuck away from me. She's like, I'm going to move. She's like, not only going to move to New York, I'm going to move to Crown Heights, which is the was the epicenter of COVID. You know what I mean? It's uh, well, it, Heights, really? Because well, yeah, because it's a very there's a large uh, Hasidic Jewish yeah. community there, and they I don't know. they're not down with the masks, you know. They're not, you know, they had a big burst. You're, they got, oh. right. They had this, they threw like these giant, they rented a space to put a bunch of weddings on. There were 15,000 people. It was like an arena and they tried to keep it under wraps and nobody had a mask on. Jason, Jason, what do I tell you? Why the people don't like us? This yeah. is why they don't like my people. <laughs> so she moved there. That's how badly she wanted to get away. She's like, you know what? Let me, find. it's like, where, I don't even like, where could you, where else could you go? I said, well, why, why would you go there? I mean, it's so spread out and open here and warmer. She's like, no, I just need to get away from you. And so then last <laughs> night I called her drunk to remind her why she needed to get away from me. I was like, I, I love you. I love you so much. Eagles lost the game. And, and then, then I woke you up, wake up and you're like, what? <laughs> well, I woke, first of all, I woke up and I was like, what? I was like tangled up and I'm like, what am I tangled in? It was my jeans. Right. And I'm like, oh, boy, okay. we're one getting a good nights. picture of the night, Dan. I like one of this. those nights that I can hear the record player going and there was one. Uh, anyway, I let my hair down a little. I let loose a little bit last night. I don't. I encourage responsible drinking, by the way. Yes, me too. Yes. I encourage responsible drinking. But also, you know, let's get things out of the way. God forbid, though. She was like, you know what? I miss you, too. I'm coming back. What if she's like knocks on the door and she's like, yeah, I can't believe you finally came around and said, let's move in together. Huh? Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I want to make an app that somehow locks your phone when you start drinking. Like you have to punch it in and it's like the, the drunk call app and the <laughs> drunk text app. And, and it literally, you can't turn your phone on for the amount of hours you set. That's it. Or you could just have like, there's certain keywords. And if you say them at a certain volume, it, it just shuts the phone off. Like if you say love <laughs> at any higher at decibel rate than where I'm at right now, like I love you. The phone right. just shuts Click. the fuck off. <laughs> Stop. Right. But here's the word come or over. It shocks you. It shocks you in the ear. Ah, yeah, it's like one of those doggy training collars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad should, at this at all. We should be writing this down. Yeah. I know. I feel like someone should do this. I, I saw Nancy had a, uh, a question for you earlier, which she asked that, uh, do they still do the old school grape stomping? Yeah, they do. A lot of places do it. With I mean, feet? a lot more symbolic, you know, one place that I've been uh, over in Portugal where they make port, they, that is all, mostly most port producers still do it the the cut the crush with the feet places that do it now are mm-hmm. doing it more for show or tradition you know it's not the most cost effective way to to do grapes or sanitary but uh there are places that do it i, <laughs> well, I that's friends- the first thing i was thinking i'm like that doesn't i mean listen i'm sure they've been doing it forever but it doesn't sound great to me yeah it's a fun thing to do i did it in portugal like you're right. you're up to your waist in grapes and you you walk around and you're chugging through and it just, it's crud and it's all gravity based over there. So you're up here and then it, you're stomping and it's, it's all old, not, it was like cement, you know, it's all running down these cement funnels down. 
it's great. It's phenomenal. Like I would, anybody, if you ever get a chance again, when we get out of COVID right. to go to Portugal, go do it, go watch them make port wine. It's, it's a transcendent experience. So you did it. You didn't watch. I did it. You went I in went. The, the grapes. I went in somewhere. I have a t-shirt. So we sure. had, had right a t-shirt on press. and everybody, everybody took, you know, you put your hands in and you you just put your handprints all over and, that was back before. You can't really do that anymore. No, but I'm wondering, is this something that's touch done? touch people on their shirts. It would, yeah, no, you know, no more. No, 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 no more. Is this no. something that's done here, though, still in, in America? Oh, yeah. I have, I have some friends that make wine up in Santa Barbara, and they they still – they make a party out of it. You know, they get in, and they they crush it. They, they have a giant vat, and people get in, and they stomp the grapes, and yeah. I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I Someday. Mean, Honestly, I can't thank you enough for being here again. It's like, and you got to please come back. And, and I'm, I can't wait to listen to the Soderbergh thing. So that's going to be gonna, the first I'm thing gonna, here. First I'm episode. Tell him about your cigar recommendation. So oh, you will please. be getting a, be getting a shout out with yes. Mr. And Soderberg. please tell him also that I'm absolutely uh, uh, blown away. And, and you know, with the bar being as high as it is for him, blown away at this movie. I, I, I've already twice, and I'll probably watch it again over the week. I heard you talking about streaming, by the way. Uh, you know what I just started watching? Tell I'm me. really into it. It's called Money Heist. Have okay. you seen it? The, yeah, it's Spanish, right? Spanish show. Yeah. Is it good? This is the second time I've heard about it. Yes. Here's the key. Okay. If it's on Netflix. When you, it, the default on Netflix is overdubbed, which sucks. I can't watch anything. I need subtitles. Yeah. yeah. So you can go into Netflix and change the settings so that you get it, the original dialogue and the original soundtrack or the original yeah uh, intended uh language audio in spanish right. and with subtitles and it's so much better that way i'm i'm three or four episodes in the first season and i am digging it really yeah i might have my my new show because there's <laughs> really? like four there's four seasons of it oh that's kind of that's that's sexy i'm not gonna lie it's because, exciting you're like because right. i was gonna to do i was gonna go back and re-watch Something it wow. was either it was down to Sopranos or Breaking Bad, right? But then I thought, because I've been watching rewatching a lot of old movies and stuff, and that's great. But then I thought that's such a commitment because a couple of years ago I rewatched um, Six Feet Under, and oh, I was just literally talking about this Six Feet Under, the season finale of Six Feet Under, a series finale is I think the best ever made. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. No, By I don't, way, don't, it people, don't give it away. Fucking show was on 25 years ago. It ended. When can yeah. I give it away? Yeah. You know, Spoiler like I, was, I was seriously, I was out like before COVID happened, we were out at some restaurant and we were talking about breaking bad and girls like, oh, no, 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 don't say anything. I'm like, don't say anything. The fucking show ended three years ago. When, yeah, yeah. what's the statute of limitations that I can't discuss a show that ended three years ago? I feel like that's of, it. You just said it. Like three years is three, definitely. I can tell you, okay, it's six feet under. They're all dead. Yeah. Everyone you know, died. I just ruined it for you. They were all dead. Yeah, and you'll see. There you go. Ah. But, you, but then you didn't have to go back. You found this show, Money Heist. And it's not Money. too cliche, huh? No, I'm I'm digging it, man. I like the cast. I think it's it's got a real, uh, so far the vibe is a movie that I loved, which was a Spike Lee movie, Inside, Inside Job. Inside Man. Inside, Inside Man. Man. With right. the Clive Owen, right? Love it's got that, that sort Isn't of that Spike Lee, I think, directed it. Spike Lee, yeah, it was Clive Owen, and who else was in that? Denzel, right? Denzel, that's right. God, yeah. what a good movie. So anyway, it's got, it's got that kind of a vibe to it. So, mm -hmm. money heist, Not bad. money heist. All right, Pounds of Liquid Death, 
watch Money Heist. I'm going to do the Angry Orchid. And please tell uh, tell Stephen, you know, I did drink Angry Orchid during during uh, Let Them All Talk. He's going to love that. That's what I watched it with. Well, so tell him I need buying Singani right now. Yeah. I need Singani 63 to watch it the next time. And I'm going to do it with a, uh, like I said, a Bolivar. So everyone, Dan Dunn. Dude, seriously, you Cliff, are you, awesome. Uh, thank you for being such a beautiful friend of the court. Jason Smith. Hey, awesome. I just wanted to say thank you. I can't jump in because I want everybody to hear your story. And if I talk, you can't. And you're way more uh, sexy on here. We've gotten so many more followers since your voice became out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Can you edit oh. this like I do to make make me sound better? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, we're going to make you sound worse. We're going to add in and us. That's what he wants to know, stereo people. Yeah. Uh, dude, thank you so much for coming. Happy holidays. We got some yeah, guys. On. You got Soderbergh. You got another Maynard coming up, right? Or is it? I'm going to try to get Maynard. I got Lars Ulrich coming up. Hopefully <sighs> Allison Janney. We've been so trying to get Allison for a while. Uh, but, but I think a bunch of stuff in the new year, there's going to be a, but I'm trying, I'm working hard on trying to get the rock. That's a tough trying one. to get the rock. The rock has a tequila and I have a friend that works with the brand. And he said, I might be able to get you the rock for 10 minutes. Would 10 minutes be good? I'm like, yeah, five minutes is good. five minutes, yeah, whatever. In, in 10 minutes, the rock can do an entire set of leg exercises that would kill another person. That's if, right. If you can't get it done in 10 minutes. You can't get it done. Did you see the the San Andreas? He saved the fucking world in ten minutes. Yeah, he saved San Count Andreas LA. Saved the world in ten minutes. You're not wrong, by the way. Ten minutes with the, with the Rock is a whole career. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Dunn, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Happy holidays. All right. So here's what we're gonna do, Cliff Dorfman, so we can answer some questions. Um, right now, you're gonna turn down your little one, and you're gonna turn up your little phone one. So now we're now we're officially on stereo. Okay, but we're also here. I'm just not we're, hearing we're all, us here. I know every, everything's here, and so now everybody who has been really soothed by um, Dan's voice now hears me again and coming out of my avatar, which I really am sorry. I I, I feel sorry. Look, we're dropping by dozens, if not hundreds, of thousands. Oh, really? Well, every, no, not really. I'm just oh, kidding. I was like, really? Is that happening? But should we take a moment though, and and before everybody on stereo, I just am. You know, if you got to buy, you know, what are you going to wrap your your bottle of booze in? Well, what am I going to wrap in my bottle? And what? Yeah, what am I going to wrap my bottle in? You got to pay I the bills, my, but I like paying yeah. the bills. I do too. And 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 so when I I got need something soft, right? I need something that's going to protect my bottle and the juice inside of it, um, which is gross. I don't ever want to say that again. Never let me say that again. I'm blushing. At the end of the day, I wrap all that shit in me undies. Me undies. You got first of all micromodal technology. This I'm again wearing them now. So comfortable. They got loungewear. They got stuff for your dog. They have a membership. Nineteen ninety nine a month. All you got underwear. They just come to you. Our buddy Lad Vance. He just got him. He sent that picture of, of rubbing his face. So soft. So soft. I know. And, <laughs> by the way, free shipping. And, and and this is the sickest thing. If you don't like it. Send it back. They'll give you, no, actually, you don't even have to send it back because that's gross. Keep it and they just give you your money back. That's right. Right. It's wrap <laughs> you know, you're getting me saying gross things today, but wrap your dog, wrap <laughs> your dong. Uh meundies. Meundies.com, offer code stuck, wrap your dong, wrap your dog, meundies. Wrap your bottle. <laughs> wrap your glass. All right. All right, okay. so how are we gonna do this, Jason? So for everyone here uh watching us, it's not gonna we're gonna play some messages, right? We're going to play a little messages. Um, they're going to be able to hear the messages. I just got to be quiet while we do them so it doesn't echo. Um, and we're going to play a couple messages. There's probably going to be a lot of stuff around booze, so we'll talk about that. But uh, 
we'll get into the you know, we'll get into some content, but we got like seven minutes, so let's play some messages. I guess so. Instead of doing news, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Do it. Hey guys, this is the yoga guy. For those of us who are still relatively new to podcasting, um, as well as video blogging, do you recommend? This is what I was thinking to do, which was to basically videotape every podcast episode and then as the podcast goes live on anchor and gets syndicated to all the different platforms spotify apple etc etc that that video um chat would also then be syndicated um so here's what i'm going to say to that that's a big question a lot bigger than we can do right huge (laughs) come i'm doing a talk on beginning podcasting in an hour and a half I will answer that question. I promise you, guy. but that's a big, big question that I just don't have time for, for the, for the few minutes we have left with this lovely show. So right. I want to make sure he's basically asking a bit, very important, but good and a good question, but I just can't, I, I can't do it right this second, but I promise I'll get to you. Come listen to a little bit of that talk. Send me that message. Remind me. I'll get, I got you. I got you. All right. We'll do a few more. Oh no, you don't know about this. This is the, like, uh, it's the Christmas star. It's the first time. I think it might be, I don't know if it's 500 or 180 years. It's a very long time that it's this visible in the sky. Got it. Got right. it. That's, that's a thing. Yeah. So, you know, you can look it up. Here's the deal. Part of this is me trying to figure out how to make all this stuff work well. Um, and all combined. So I'm, I'm working on a, a merger of like my traditional podcasting stuff. So some, some space stuff is going to happen, but we're, we're fixing it. Very, very thirsty, which is not good seeing it is midnight here in the UK. But I just wanted to say hello to Dan Dunn. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, sending lots of love from the UK. And hello to Cliff. How are you doing, mate? Um, uh, if I don't speak to you before, I'd like to wish you both a very, very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And I'll speak to you very soon. And I'll be listening in to you as I drift off into a lovely sound sleep. Not an alcoholic stupor like <laughs> usual. But have a good one. Bye. Keith Andrew. All right. Only have a few minutes left, which is like, how did this go so fast? All right. It's funny. I work in a really high-end, very successful wine shop here in South Florida. It's actually the biggest wine uh, producer in the entire company of 140 stores. And um, when I train the new guy, I'm a new guy myself, but I'm already training new guys. Um, I tell them that if somebody comes in for a certain wine that they're kind of insisting on, and you can see they're not taking your recommendations on it, it could have just sentimental value. It could be the stuff that they or their father drank. It could be something they drank at their wedding. It could be some bottle they picked up and had in Central Park. You know, there's not. It's not always about taste and flavor and vintage and vintage and all that good stuff. Wine, just like anything, but wine has a great capacity for sentimental value and for really taking you back into a certain place or time. Yeah, well, Dan was talking about this, you know, uh, exactly. You know, it's it's it might not be technically the best bottle, but it's your best bottle. Right. Well, I think what's funny about that, too, is it actually lines up with content. There's a lot of content that's not good that I still love, but I, it's because it's nostalgic. Like, you know, pound for pound, me and the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas and Halloween specials don't align um, either uh, – like politically or like uh, spiritually anymore. Like I don't, you know, I don't, there's scripture being read in the Christmas one of uh, Charlie Brown. Right? right. I still love it, but it doesn't fit. I wouldn't watch it now. There's a nostalgia to it all. And I think that that's the same with wine. Like I, I'm going to throw myself out there. I've had really expensive bottle of wines and I've had really cheap bottle of wines, um, but it wasn't the expense of the bottle that made the night that I remember. I don't remember. Oh my God, that wine was so good. I remember, Oh, that conversation was so good. And it happened to be around a really expensive bottle. Amen. I hate to be the one to break this news to you, man. Uh-oh. 
But if you do a harvest internship, you will spend five minutes in the vineyard and nine hours inside of a fermentation vessel with citric acid and a scrub brush, spit shine in the deck alone <laughs> in the cellar. Sorry, buddy. Um, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Ryan, Michael, uh, should we play a couple more, Jace? Yeah, let's, we can, if you're okay with going a couple minutes over, I'm okay. We, we did do this test. I feel like we all get these out there if we can. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. If you're good, everybody, are, we know all our stuck at home is here are good. So let's. Hi. Chopper? Do you guys know any side hustles? I don't know what that is. I don't, actually. I, I, I've only had the main hustle. Up, um, I love you guys' things. They're funny. Oh, thank you. Thank you, the beast. All right, this is the last one, Jason. How about that? We got through them. The greatest thing you could say about Singani came from Soderbergh himself, who said, this shit will make you invisible. <laughs> Dylan Riley. Thank you, Dylan Dude, all right. Well, thank you guys for joining in, in that test. We have a really great guest if you can make it to our live show. I don't know if we're going to try and do this live versus stereo again on uh, Wednesday just because I want to make sure it sounds great. We have the composer, uh, music composer for the, um, the the new show, The Flight Attendant, starring Kelly Cuoco on, on Wednesday. So I don't know if we're going to be able to do this on stereo, but for my, you know, for our live stream family, the YouTube guys, and if you guys want to come out, we're going to be talking to her. Uh, I just am really excited about that conversation. That's a show that I was not, I was wary of, but, um, then Cliff made me watch it and I did. And just like, uh, the Harley Quinn show starring Kelly Cuoco, I was pleasantly surprised and, uh, maybe I'm a fan. By the way, I am a fan. And uh, I can't tell you, if you haven't watched it, catch up, watch it, binge it, because we're going to talk to her on Wednesday. And I got a lot of questions. Uh, I mean, a lot of questions. I, I'm very, very interested in this. Um, but we are signing off, aren't we, Jace? Yeah, we are. Hold on. All right. So this is our sign off, everybody. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. <laughs> Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman. Uh, Dan Dunn. I'm... Please take over my person anytime. I love y'all. Have a great night. Bye-bye.